This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good morning, my name is Mike Flick, and I'm the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Potchefstroom. I appreciate you joining us for the program this morning. And now we are going to continue a sermon entitled, God is Better Than That. I'm better than that. Verse 14, but cursed be the deceiver, which hath in his flock a male, and voweth, and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. So you had something better. You know you have more time and energy than that. You have more passion. You could do better than that. God's better than that. But you brought some half-hearted, defiled, broken thing out of your flock and gave that and said it was your best. Listen, Ananias. Please listen closely, Sapphira. I know that there are some people that go above and beyond what they can actually do. And you know who you are. But I also know that there are some of you that you just could do better. Cursed be the deceiver which hath in his male a flock and voweth and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. He says, for I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts. And my name is dreadful among the heathen. God says, I'm better than that. I am a great king. And when you approach me, you ought to approach knowing that I'm a great king. Bible says in the New Testament, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. 2,000 years ago, there were some taking the assembling time, our church time, taking it lightly. They would not come together faithfully, as the manner of some is. 2,000 years later, we still have the same issue. You know one way that you can show how serious that altar is to you? You just show up when the fire is burning in the altar. When the meal is ready, come and eat. The Bible says the Lord has prepared a supper for us. Yes, you remember the parable? Send the servants, call the people, sit down. The master's made a meal. Time to get fed. I've bought five yoke of oxen. I pray thee have me excused. I purchased a field. I need to go see it. I pray thee have me excused. I married a wife. That guy didn't even say, I pray thee have me excused. He said, I just can't come. (laughs) So I did some math. I figured up how much church we offer you. In a week. I'm going to give you the short version. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. And I say this as your pastor. All right, This isn't a biblical number. I'm, I'm admitting this. But as your pastor. In order to keep up with the momentum. Of what's happening in this church. At this current time. You need at least three hours a week of church. At the Minimum. Sunday morning would give you two hours, and a a midweek service on Thursday would give you three hours, at a minimum. And guys, that is the minimum. I'm not even saying that's a great place to be. I'm just saying minimum. 
We have Tuesday nights, discipleship. We have Wednesday night, Bible school. We have Sunday night, Bible school. We have outreaches. You could put in more than three hours a week. Do you understand? But minimum three hours a week, that would give you 12 hours a month of church. Minimum just to keep up with what's going on. Just to keep the booster, the medicine flowing. The average church member, again, I did the math. The average church member, not church attendee. We got plenty of people that come and go as they please. They don't want to sign up as a member. You're just a regular church attendee. I've factored you out. Just the average church member comes to three hours of church a month. The average church member misses at least one weekend of church every month for 11 years. That means you're getting 25%. Now, try that with school. I dare you to go to your university classes only one-fourth of the time. I seriously doubt you're going to pass your exams. And why would anybody hire you? You're not going to be meat for the master's use. You can't find a job. You can't... You can't fall, fall into place to serve the Lord. You're not ready. You're not prepared. Try this at work. 40 hours a week, right? I'm just doing basic general math. 40 hours a week. Just go 25% of the time. Just go to 10 hours of work a week. And, and do this for me. Whenever you're going to miss, don't ask your boss beforehand. Just miss. <laughs> Why didn't you come this week? Well, I got invited to, you know, some other event was going on. What about the invitation of Jesus? Where he stands and knocks and says, Hey, I'm, I'm here at the church. This is where I'd like to sup with you. That is a literally a standing invitation. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. To purposely schedule yourself to be elsewhere is to say, Jesus, I know you're down there knocking. I'm going to go somewhere else. He's better than that. He's better than that. I'm almost done. Let me just point something out. I've given you a little bit of math just to show you how we despise the church of God simply by not showing up. But, but my heart in this is not to get you to just show up. I want to get you to the altar. Do you understand what I mean? I don't want you to sit and just occupy a chair. I want you to come here to do business with God, to hear from Him and say, God, I got you. I, I hear you. And to show you how serious I am, I'm going to hit the altar and, and, and solidify the deal, dedicate myself and say, I'm taking that seriously. I'm going to do something about that. So please understand, it's not just, hey, let's get more church attendance. More proper church attendance. How many of you have done this? Seriously now, tell me. How many of you have gone to road traffic, sat in line, waited, what, two hours on a good day? Three hours maybe? And then get to the head of the line and the person says, can I help you? <laughs> and you say, what? Me? And the person says, yes, you, what do you want? And you say, Nothing. Nothing. And then just walk off. Have any of you done that? Why? Why would you go to road traffic and sit there for two or three hours for absolutely no reason? If you have no business with road traffic, is she a mall? 
Why would you do that? Right? Am I right? Who in their right mind would go to home affairs, waste two hours of their life only to get to the head of the line to say, I, I don't need anything here, and then walk off? What? You're crippled too high for crutches. <laughs> but people will come to a church not intending to do any business, occupy the chair for two or three hours, and then when we get to the end of the service and we say, let's all stand, it's time to do business with God, and the Holy Spirit puts His finger on your heart and says, hey, what about you? And you go, me? Yes, you, what are you going to do about that? Uh, uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. And you're the first one out the door. Then why'd you come? Why did you just give up two or three hours of your life? You didn't come for the better. It's for the worse. Because there's a good chance that you actually think because you simply showed up that you're making progress. No, no, you wasted two hours. Paul said, you think I'm going to praise you for this? I praise you not. I want us to come, to better, come together for the better and not for the worse. So for this part, I only need you to listen. I'm just going to give you a few verses on how we come together for the better. Only take a moment, listen closely. The Bible says a certain group would come together and hear Paul preach and they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. This means they came ready to listen, to learn, and to meditate on what they heard. They were not going to let the fowls of the air snatch the word out of their heart. They went home and searched the scriptures every day just to make sure that what they heard Sunday was right. Come ready to listen, to learn, to meditate. Jesus said, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. How do we come to, together for the better? We come ready to listen, learn, meditate. We come together in all sincerity. We come together because we want to, not because we have to. We come together and do our level best. That's what he's asking. The Bible says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad. You know how we can come together for the better? Enjoy it. The commandments of the Lord are not grievous. Oh, it's not a weariness. Oh, I gotta go. I know your flesh will say that. Just tell your flesh to shut up for a minute and talk to the Holy Spirit in there and say, hey, it's Sunday, we get to go to the church. Yes! Yes! I was glad. The Bible says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. How do we come together for the better? You come listening with a plan to apply. I'm not listening just to learn. I'm listening to learn so that I can do something. And lastly, behold, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. When you come, you come to meet with Jesus. 
Thank you for listening along to this sermon entitled, God is Better Than That. I do hope it was a blessing for you. If you have any questions that we might be able to help you with, please feel free to reach out. You can find our details on our website, bbcpotch.com. You're also welcome to follow our YouTube channel, Bible Baptist Potch. This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.